This week on The Swear Wolves, we take a suggestion from one of our listeners and discuss two movies with the word bound in the title. Housebound and Southbound. Horror podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Yeah. Back again in the trenches, my friend. Uh, yeah. I'm another year older, mm. as we heard last episode. No, none, I'm another none the wiser, though. <laughs> none the wiser at all. <laughs> week and a year, or a year. I'm another year, and then plus a week. Is today the first day of summer? The 21st. Is it the equinox? Is it the 21st or the I don't 22nd? Know. I always get those fucked up. Yeah, me too. It's happening. Yeah. Soon. Summer is. Upon us. It's either here or soon. Or it's or they're listening to this in December and they're like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Yeah. Summer was several months ago. I'm way behind on episodes and I just popped this one in yeah, and they're quit, talking about gotta summer. Gotta quit living in the past. Yeah. But yes, summer is upon us, my friend. Uh, we talked about how it was getting hot in Arizona. It's still getting hot in Arizona. Summer's here. Still Dancing in the up. street. Yep. Time is right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mick Jagger and uh, David Bowie. Bowie. Yep. Yeah. Singing in each other's faces, <laughs> making wild hand motions. So much hair at the time. I'm gonna do the the fucking rooster walk. Fucking <laughs> Mick Jagger. And then jump jump into screen from out of screen. Yes. Like one and then the other. Absolutely. Wear penny loafers and <laughs> pleated pants. God, that video is so weird. <laughs> it's the greatest. It, it's magic, is what it is. I remember. I remember seeing that video on MTV when I was a kid, and still like. Even questioning it then, I was like, what the fuck is this? What am I looking at? Like, back then, I like I saw videos, like, videos that stick out to me from, from when I was a mm-hmm. kid, all right? Um, you didn't have MTV when you were No, nah, but little. I saw some music. Like, I saw Thriller. God, well, of Everyone course Thriller. Did, yeah. But I'm talking about other ones, like, besides Thriller. Thriller had its own VHS tape. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, with, probably, that's probably how I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> with the making of I used to have that VHS. I wish I still had that. That'd be pretty cool collector's item yeah it's worth at least three maybe four dollars absolutely <laughs> worth every penny <laughs> anyway videos that stand out mickey by tony basil oh yeah i know that one the cheerleader yeah yeah and i loved it as a kid i don't know why uh madonna oh uh, like a virgin like a virgin yeah obviously any michael jackson one stood out uh twisted sister uh, we're not gonna take it oh yeah yeah i know that one what do you want to do with your life a rock rock <laughs> um van halen van halen hot for teacher hot for teacher of course absolutely it was my favorite van halen song and dancing in the street not because that's a good song no but i liked all these shitty videos okay and then yeah. it, when i saw dancing with this in the streets i was like what the fuck is this this is lame and this is when <laughs> bowie was still like the epitome of cool and this is the most uncool music video ever <laughs> and it's like why make that song yeah. Why rec- Why remake that yeah, one? Yeah, no one's crying or begging for that. Yeah, no one's like, you know what would be a really good... Hey, me, 
You know, it would be a really good song. Yeah. <laughs> if we did Dancing in the Streets. Yeah, it'd be good, innit? <laughs> Listen, you blimey cunt. <laughs> you can say that if you're British. Yeah. Call people you can cunts. say it if you're American, too. Yeah, but it's better if you're British. It sounds cooler when you say it if you're British. Uh-huh. You fucking cunt. Cunt bastard. So, I put the word out, or we put the word out a little while ago. You can take credit. It was you. <laughs> um, that uh, give us some ideas. For upcoming episodes. Yeah, what do you want to hear? You know, we like to hear that. We come up, we have lists, actually. Yeah, quite David, an extensive David, list. David keeps it, but it's a list of movies that we haven't done yet. And he's always coming up with creative pairings. So anytime there's a creative pairing, that's David. Anytime there's <laughs> something lame, like, like, like for instance, the Eli Roth episode, that was just me going, eh, let's do two Eli let's Roth do two movies. Roth movies. <laughs> like, that was no, no, no creativity whatsoever. <laughs> um, but anyway, D- David has a list. Um, I, I come up with them sometimes as well. And, uh, but I like to get ideas from our listeners. So I posted it out there on Twitter and Lori, one of our listeners responded and she said, well, she's not, maybe she's not that dedicated of a listener. Cause she didn't know if we had done it before. Come on, Lori. I expect <laughs> you to listen to all 140 plus episodes. hang on every word. <laughs> um, like, oh yeah, yeah. And then that episode is where they made the dick joke about this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, all episode, the nuances of our, our dick jokes. That was yes. episode 78, by the way. Um, but anyway, Lori, one of our listeners, a valued listener. Don't listen to anything I say, Lori. I'm an asshole. But it's, Lori's really true. cool. That's also true. She suggested we do a bound theme. Ooh. Yeah. Kinky. Bound and gagged, Berber. <laughs> oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> must be my birthday. <laughs> Fucking, this just made me think of something. Like, you know what really... Like tickles me is uh, Austin Powers imitations because remember how big Austin Powers oh, yeah, was? And everyone was and everybody was like, Yeah, yeah baby, baby. <laughs> do we'll make you honey, baby. <laughs> and everybody was doing like the Dr. Evil. Oh, you're one oh the million, pinky, yeah, one and, million dollars. So I was thinking and about the fat that. bastard, <laughs> yeah. But I was thinking about well, just from the original one, but I was thinking about my son for some reason brought up you've got mail. And he was like, you were around back when that was something, Dad. And I was like, yeah. You're like, fuck you, son. <laughs> also, yes. And he was like, how often did you hear that? And I'm like, sadly, not a lot. <laughs> no one ever wrote <laughs> no me. No one ever emailed me. I didn't even know what email was. I yeah. just knew. You're like, come on, Tom Hanks. Send, send me an email. But remember how you could change? You could like download different sounds so it would change like... Um, the voice? The voice or change what it said. Yeah. And it was like... I, I think I changed mine to an Austin Powers theme, and it was like if you got mail, it'd be like, "Yeah, baby, yeah, baby, got mail." <laughs> I just Dude. thought about that. I was like, "That's so stupid." Dude, I wasted so much time in like the early two thousands with a uh, Microsoft Sam. Do you remember that? Where you could you could type something, and then Microsoft Sam would read it back. <laughs> yes. Oh, it was like a computerized voice. Yeah, and like, there were different versions. You, there was like a woman voice and a man voice, and yeah, we would just make it say vile. Like filthy things. Yeah, we would do like ransom notes. Like it was awesome. <laughs> I had one where I took someone hostage, and it was like, "I have so and so. They are my prisoner. You do not believe me? Listen, help me, help me. Oh, please, God, help me. <laughs> that is enough. That's funny. It's good times. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just tickles me when I hear Austin Powers. Just <laughs> not because it's funny, just because of how fucking lame it is. Yeah, and everyone was saying it. Oh, and then remember, like at like the Halloween stores, like. There was always like the Austin Powers oh, costume, yeah. but it was like off-brand. Yeah, it was called like <laughs> like Man, Man of, of Mystery. Mystery. <laughs> Man yeah, of Mystery. 
<laughs> come with just glasses and a wig. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could buy like the the and like a hairy chest piece. The, yeah. yeah. And, but you could buy like the medallion. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Oh god. Fucking Austin Powers. Everybody loved that movie though. Oh yeah. That's just like a Chappelle show. Like remember everyone was like, "Oh, I'm Rick James, bitch." Yeah. And then Rick James died. Yeah. And then everybody felt bad about yeah, making fun of him. You couldn't say it anymore. <laughs> Way to go. Dave Chappelle, you killed, Rick, killed James. Rick James. Lori wanted to do a bound thing. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> make you horny, baby. <laughs> Lori suggested we do Housebound and Southbound. Now, Housebound I had heard of from flipping through like on Netflix. And I, I saw the cover. Yeah. But I never watched it. I watched part of it once. And it was really late at night. So it wasn't because I didn't like it or anything. I just got tired. tired and turned it off. Southbound I had never heard of. I had heard of it, but just scrolling through and seeing the pentagram thing. Yeah. So, Lori, this one's for you. Yep. This is dedicated to Lori. Who did the swear wolves work for? <laughs> Lori, we work for you today. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lori suggested Housebound uh, first. 2014. Released March 10th, 2014. David. March 10th, 2014. March. That wasn't that long ago. It no. doesn't seem like it was. That was seven years ago. God. It yeah. was like... Was where, did, where does the time go? I don't know, but what was the number one song? Or what was the number one movie, I should say? Movie. 2014. You'll never get this. Okay. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that Mr. Peabody? <laughs> Mr. Peabody. From like the Rocky and Bullwinkle? Yeah, or? but they had their own movie. Okay. It was like a live action yeah, I, it, slash I animated. never would have guessed that in a million years. No. No. Did you watch Rocky and Bullwinkle growing up? Yeah. I loved it. I, I did too. I loved Boris and Natasha. Boris and Natasha. Yeah. yeah. Then they made that live action movie with Robert De Niro playing uh, Fearless Leader. Oh, yeah. And I think, was fucking Jason Alexander Boris? I don't know. Bad enough? Yikes. I want to say he was. Uh, I never saw the movie. I heard it was, it was awful. I heard it was really bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the number one movie, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Uh, number one song. I'll, oh, give you, me, I'll give you a hint. Okay. I'm say, I have an idea. Okay. No, no, no. No, say your idea first, because if you get it without a hint... That would be amazing. Yes. Otherwise, you would give me the hint, and I'd be like, that was actually what I was going to guess, even if it wasn't. I'm going to go with uh, All About That Bass song. <laughs> that's a good one by Megan, Megan Trainer. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's not it. Damn it. But it is a feel-good song. Okay. Uh, some people suspect this person of being a vampire. Oh, is it uh, Because I'm Happy? Clap along yeah. if you feel Williams. Like happiness is the truth. Because I'm fapping. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fap along if you... Sorry. Uh, if you feel like a room without a roof. Is that what he says? I was at Ikea. I, have no... I was at Ikea the other day, and that song was playing, and my son turns to me, and he goes, Dad, clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. <laughs> I was like... I don't know what that fucking means. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe. How, are you, how would you protect yourself from the elements? I don't know. What happens is there's inclement weather. Hail, You're especially. Screwed. Oh, that would hurt. Like getting pummeled with little rocks. Dude, my, my nephew who lives in Oklahoma, he and his girlfriend listened to this show. They just had a huge ass hailstorm a little while ago. Mm-hmm. They had to total out their car. What? That happened uh, here in Phoenix not too long ago. Well... Not too long. It was probably like 2014. <laughs> like a bunch of cars. Yeah, got all, got all fucked up. My parents, I uh, think their truck got all banged up. That's crazy. I've never had that experience. I mean, I've seen it hail before. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Housebound. Written by, written and directed by Gerard Johnstone. Music by Mahua. Mahuia. Bridgman Cooper. 
Uh, it stars Morgana O'Reilly as Kylie, Rima Tewiata, Tewiata, okay, as Miriam, Glenn Paul Waru as Amos, Cameron Rhodes as Dennis, Ross Harper as Graham, and Ryan Lamp as Eugene. Budget and box office, I got no information for. I should say that this movie is a New Zealand film. Ooh. Good eye, Mike. <laughs> Fucking New Zealand. They're like, what? <laughs> it's New Zealand. They talk like it's that. Australia. But well, then, yeah, it's Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's Fucking continent. Yeah. You're incontinent. <laughs> Urine? Urine. Incontinent. Oh my God. May piss Works on so many levels. All right. Let's talk about this movie. This movie opens up with uh, Kylie. Yep. And, uh, and a, a boy and a dude. F- friend of hers. I don't know if it is her boyfriend or just a friend. And they're going to rob this ATM. And uh, the guy goes to it with a sledgehammer <laughs> and it's not doing anything. Yeah. And finally, he swings really hard and the sledgehammer the, bounces back. The head of the hammer like flies off or something, it right? Knocked, it knocks it, him it out. It just bounces back yeah, and just hits him, him in the head. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing this kind of like on security camera. Yeah, it's like black and white. And uh, and through live shots. So yeah. uh, there is a hole in the ATM, though, and Kylie sticks some dynamite in there. Right. Blows it up. Pulls out like a cartridge or a case full of money. Is that how they do it? I guess so. I don't I'm, remember. I mean, I used to work at a bank, like a branch location. Did you ever have to load the... The ATM? Oh, no. That, I guess that's the Brinks truck loads Yeah, it. we didn't do that. We just... But we did the vault and stuff like that. That was cool. Does the ATM... Ever run out of cash? Yeah. Yeah, there's a finite, a finite <laughs> amount of money in, in the ATM, Brit. <laughs> what are you saying? It doesn't... It's, it's not... It's, it's possible. It's not hooked up to the Federal Reserve. And it's just yeah, uh, printing it's not, it it's not printing the shit. Yeah. That's what they should do. Fuck, man. Just print out the money. <laughs> just whenever someone wants it, just have it like... like <laughs> yeah, the line by line, the dot matrix, matrix printer. printer. You got to tear off the sides. <laughs> There's the perforation. <laughs> you got to feed it to the little spool. Yeah. $200. And you can get them in whatever denominations you want then. There you go. You can get them in ones because then they'll be like, meh, meh. <laughs> but what about inflation? <laughs> Fuck inflation. Fuck inflation. And fuck you. <laughs> All right, Jesus. Come down. I just want $200. <laughs> if you want coins, you have to go inside. Yeah, those are a little harder to make. <laughs> We got David, a, David's back there with a damp and yeah, a hammer. We got a convict in the back making them in between license plates. Makes the coins. <laughs> um, yes, I realize the ATMs can run out of cash, <laughs> but I'm like, what if you were working at a bank? I, would they? Would you get the same like fucking Karens and Kens to come up and be like, did you know the ATMs out of money out yes. there? Oh yeah, they would bitch. I need crisp twenties. Oh god, what an asshole! This is going to be a birthday present. It's like the person doesn't give a shit how crisp the money is. Dude, I've given $20 bills to motherfuckers that have been like wrinkled. And yeah, you're getting, together. you're getting extra butt sweat and cocaine on this $20 bill, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to like it. And guess what? It spends the same. Yeah. And I know you asked for a North Dakota quarter. You're getting South Dakota, bitch. Because I says so. No one wants South Dakota. No. These are comments. Shout out to all of our South Dakota <laughs> listeners. Yeah. You know who we love should be talking about? You. you know who should, not South Dakota. I love South Dakota. You know who we should be talking about? Is Delaware. Fucking Delaware and Alaska. Fucking Alaska. Yeah. And guess what? No one from those states are going to fucking hear us because no one from those states listen to us, apparently. Yeah. The only two states with 
Zero no one listeners. has ever listened to us, which is bizarre because there's some states with thousands. Yeah. And there's there's a country, uh, the fucking Philippines. Yeah. There's have, countries uh, I've never heard of that have more plays than Delaware. Like New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that that's close to Australia? Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go to New Zealand. Dude, if I could go anywhere in the world, it's like number one on my list. I New would Zealand? love to go there. Yeah. To visit like Lord of the Rings? No, just to go. It just seems like Australia, but a little more chill back yeah it's not as australian yes do you think there's as many dangerous spiders and snakes in new zealand i think not i don't think so either i think it's safer yeah they got kiwis that'd be cool the bird and the fruit and the people (laughs) there you go (laughs) it's a trifecta of kiwis damn isn't that a derogatory term oh i don't know yeah don't say that i apologize to our listeners in new zealand it's like calling I don't know what it's like calling. I was going to say, you're going to throw out a racial slur? <laughs> no, no, Please no. don't. I was going to say, it's like I'm calling somebody from... I'm just messing with you. Uh, America, a, a Yankee? Yank? A Yank? I don't know. I don't like being called a Yankee. I don't like it either. I mean, I guess I technically am, but I'm not from fucking New York. <laughs> Is that where the Yankees are from? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to our New York listeners. <laughs> they don't like the Yankees. They're all Mets fans. <laughs> All right, Kylie. She's trying to, we're, we're, we're like two minutes into this. <laughs> we we're a half an hour into this episode. We're two minutes into this movie. She's trying to rob a bank. She gets caught. Yeah, her car Ultimately. gets stuck on a speed bump. Yeah, her car was sitting a little too low. <laughs> that was low. <laughs> she tried to save. She tried to bring that guy along with yeah. her though. Yeah, like, he was out, he was out cold. Yeah. Well, maybe she was worried that he would uh, rat her out. Probably. But yeah, she gets arrested when her car gets stuck on a speed bump. So, and I like how the judge is like, listen, you've been in and out of like rehab, rehab and, and jail and all this other kind of stuff. You're troubled. We're going to do the only thing we feel is going to help you. We're going to send you to house arrest, but you're going to have to go live with your parents. Yeah. For eight months. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Better to die. Would you go back and live with your parents? Oh yeah. I don't think I could. I was going to say not better to die. Like <laughs> my parents are just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'd want to. I mean, it wouldn't be my ideal scenario, but if it, if I had to pick between jail, yeah, yeah, and living with your parents, I'd live with my parents for yeah. sure. So she goes back and lives with her parents. Uh, it's her mom and her like her stepdad because her yeah. dad is gone. I don't, he's passed away. But um, they live in this house, and um, she's just really unhappy. She's a pain in the ass, is what uh, she is. Yeah, her mom is like a tryhard. Mom's really weird. Yeah. But I she's like how we in, were introduced to the mom is the guy who runs the security company or that's in charge of the security. He fits her with an ankle bracelet and everything. And he's talking to her and the mom just runs into his car and just crashes into it. It's like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's kind of an airhead, but she's also a tryhard. Like she's trying really hard to like get her daughter's like affection. Yeah. And the daughter's just kind of like, you're a pain yeah. in my ass. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the daughter is just a bitch to her mom. She's very unpleasant. And uh, and the stepdad, like, does he say, like, two words in the entire movie? He's really quiet. <laughs> like, he doesn't he, say much. He is an introvert. He talks for a little bit. Um, a little later. A little later, but he doesn't say much of anything. No. They, uh, like David said, they fit her with an ankle bracelet, and they say, you're going to be monitored. You can't go beyond this point. Otherwise, he's, yep. th- this guy is. And he, they tested out Amos. Amos. Yeah. Amos is going to be called yep. if she goes beyond this point, and he's going to checking on her she's also going to have regular visits from a psychiatrist Mm -hmm. who's going to work with her uh to to get her better get her right in the head so she's going through the motions she doesn't do much of anything she just kind of sits around she's lazy she's super lazy watches a lot of tv eats all the food yeah eats all the food drinks the beer yeah she notices there's a neighbor 
who's like burning some tires or some shit. Yeah, next he seems door. a little odd. And he's a little odd, but we'll come back to him later. Yeah. She's just kicking it in the house. And one night she's listening to the radio and she hears her mom. Yeah, and it's like a paranormal, like a uh, call in show. Yeah, talking about ghosts and stuff. And her mom calls in and her mom talks about how she was down in her basement one time, like cha- doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. And she turned around and there was a figure covered in a sheet and then it wasn't there anymore. Yeah, and that she thinks the house is haunted. Yeah. And so Kylie hears this and she goes and basically gives her mom shit. She's super annoyed. Yeah. yeah. She like talks shit to her mom and she's like, you're insane. And then Kylie is down in the basement one day and she starts hearing shit. Well, she, yeah, throughout the, like, she starts to hear weird stuff. And I think the first time she's taking a pee mm-hmm. and she's peeing and we hear like the, we hear the pee coming out and trickling in the water. And then she hears a noise and she stops. Yeah. And there's, and there's just silence. And then she and starts, then she starts peeing. peeing again. And this happens several times. I know. So I asked my wife, I said, is that easy for a woman to do? Just it's hard stop for peeing? a man. Yeah. And she goes, yeah. You what? Can. And I go, I, it's magic go, for men. I go to stop peeing. Once you start is like impossible. <laughs> just another way that women are better than men. Yeah. Overall. Like they can stop peeing on a dime. Yeah. Like when you're like fully going, it's pretty tough. And when you hurts. get to the end, you can do the little stutter little spurts yeah when you're like kind of wrapping things up yeah you're giving it last pushes last little yeah come on come on i know there's more in there at some point she's down in the basement then and she's doing some shit she might be even doing laundry i don't know what she's doing or she hears a noise i don't know she hears like a jingle or a song or something oh it's the motorola hello moto (laughs) it's like the motorola ringtone was that what that was yeah Hello, Moto. Yeah, and it seems like it's coming from the basement. So she goes down there, and she's looking around, and something grabs her leg. Yeah, it grabs her ankle. Yeah. And it's a hand. It's it's. Something. It looks like a dead hand. Yeah. It's, it's creepy looking. It looks like the hand on the cover box to house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ding dong. You're dead. You're dead. So she immediately screams. Well, the bracelet goes off. Yeah, the bracelet goes off for some reason. Yeah, so Amos shows up, and uh, he's kind of looking around, and uh, Miriam, that's the mom, Tells him that the house is haunted. And he's immediately really fascinated. He's like, what? Tell me more. And he's all excited. He takes out a recorder. He starts recording like he's doing like an EVP thing. He's trying to talk to the ghost. Yeah. He's like, if you're here, what are you here for? Yeah, what do you want? And then he like plays it back. And as an audience, like you're expecting to hear something. Yeah. And it gets really tense. And the music increases and like zooms in on it. And the white noise from the recorder. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh God. And there's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like, we're gonna get cameras set up here. We're gonna do all this stuff. And yeah, Miriam's, he wants to go full like ghost hunter. Yeah, and Miriam's like, I don't have the money for this, and he's like, it's all free. Don't worry about it. Uh, they hook everything up, and meanwhile, Kylie's like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> you're all stupid. It was nothing, and she's and he's like, you felt something, you heard something, and she's like, yeah, but whatever. She thinks it was a person that was down there, not a ghost or anything. So that night, she's in her bedroom. And her teddy bear starts to kind of talk in like a very creepy voice and says, I can see you. And she's like, what? Yeah. It's like a Teddy Ruxpin type yeah. fucking teddy bear. And Did uh, I ever tell you about um, when I worked at a call center and one of the guys that I worked with told me that the voice of Teddy Ruxpin called him? He's like, I just talked to the voice of Teddy Ruxpin. And the guy told me that's what he did. What? Yeah. And I was like, what was it like? And he said, it was... So creepy. The, like, it was it like was talking, the guy who talked Teddy Ruxpin yeah. who called and yeah, he's like, who did the voice? Hi, I'm 
the guy who talks Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. And I'm calling for well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly <laughs> if he announced himself that way, but he said it was super creepy. Have you met my friend Grumby? Or what was the name of the fucking? <laughs> oh, yeah. Grubby. Grubby. Yeah. Because he was a grub, right? Yeah, he's a grub worm. Oh. Teddy Ruxpin is my friend and Grubby is my friend, too. I never That's had one me. of those. Neither did I. I wanted one. I always wanted one. Did you have a glowworm? Remember glowworms? No, I was a little too old I don't think I had that, that either. And I think that was a little like, I probably thought, oh, I'm a boy. I don't need a glowworm. I need a glowworm. I already got my own. <laughs> Doesn't glow, but. Well, sometimes. I squeeze it when I go to bed. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. But deep down inside, I probably wanted a glowworm. It was like, I talked to you about this. Like deep down inside, I wanted all the toys that were marketed towards girls. Didn't mm-hmm. I talk to you about this? I don't think so. Well, yeah, like the uh, easy, like strawberry shortcake, like easy bake oven. Yeah, like I wanted an easy bake oven, but I thought, God, it's a fucking girl it's toy. Girl toy. But I wanted an easy bake oven so I, bad. I had the boy version. Well, creepy see, crawlers. See, that's what's fucking lame, though. I had that. It's like there was this boy version of it, and but the boy version had to be gross. It had to like, oh, it's and creepy. you couldn't, it couldn't eat it. it was, weren't they like made of rubber? No problem. I don't know. Yeah, I thought be. they were gummies. I don't think so. No, because you put this shit like in the little tray and then it would cook it and then it would harden into a rubber. Yeah. Creepy crawlers. That was commercial. It's fucking lame. It was pretty cool. Because I, well, yeah, okay, that's cool. But like, yeah, you don't could, get me wrong, but I wanted to make, I wanted to be up in my room and make cakes. You wanted to make pastries. <laughs> I, tasty cakes but not for anybody for myself for my, i was for, like for my own pleasure i can have my own kitchen in my room little did i know my sister had one that an easy bake oven was a light bulb it was just a light bulb that heats it was and the food was disgusting <laughs> like realistically like the lamp that was in my room i could have just like set some dough on top of yeah it. just put a pop tart next to it <laughs> done <laughs> well i wanted to be creative god damn it you wanted to wear the apron the whole nine yards yeah so I've been slaving in the kitchen all day on my easy bake oven, <laughs> making you this croissant. Your sister had one. Yeah, she did. She made stuff. Yeah, and it, like cookies. I just remember it tasted like it shit. Tasted like shit. Yeah. Was she all proud of herself? It probably was shit. She's probably messing with me. <laughs> like, David, enjoying that this. fudge brownie, extra nutty. You're like, oh, <laughs> it's my feces. Ugh. Oh fuck. <laughs> My How's that nougat? <laughs> Actually, pretty good. Not too bad. Uh, she's like, really? Let me try. And then you're like, ha tricked you. Now you ate your own shit. Yeah. Stop fucking with me. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I did want a Teddy Ruxpin. I wanted a Teddy Ruxpin because I wanted to put it like a regular tape in it and see if it would sing along, but I don't think it would. I think it had to be like a special tape. Yeah. Put like NWA in there or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like straight out of Compton. Crazy <laughs> motherfucker named Teddy Ruxpun. <laughs> Teddy Ruxpun. <laughs> a Compton Ruxpun. Ruxpun. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking with me because I'm a bear. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we? no, so the bear starts talking. She freaks out. She grabs it and like throws it in the fire, right? Yeah. And then she goes and takes like a shower. And when she comes out of the shower, it's there. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's all burnt up. And it's still oh, talking. Thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So she freaks out. She calls. Doesn't she call Amos? I think so. And she's like telling him. But okay. So there's this weird juxtaposition that happens. It's like at first Miriam and Amos are all about the ghosts. And Kylie's like, no, they're not real. And then she starts experiencing stuff. And she's like, the ghosts are real. And then they're like, mm, eh, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm and she's skeptical. Like, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? She's like, why would I lie? Yeah, because you're a liar. Yeah, you're a lying liar that lies. <laughs> and um, 
So, but she starts to believe uh, that this shit is because she learned some stuff about the house. Yeah, and so finds she, out that yeah, it used to be. Uh, well, Graham tells her. Yeah, Graham tells her like you're kind of mom, on accident. <laughs> yeah, her mom says it used to be like I don't know what she said it was. A bed and breakfast. A bed and breakfast. But Graham says like no, she was lying to you. This used to be a halfway ho- halfway house for troubled teens. Yeah. And Sunshine there a, Grove. There was a murder that happened here. And this young girl, this like 16 year old girl was murdered in your bedroom. Well, good night. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, she finds evidence of it. And there's even like a a retainer like that has like fake teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a what is that called? Like a like a bridge or something. I guess it's a bridge. Yeah. Mouth piece. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something something like that. Yeah. And she finds out the girl was stabbed 67 times with a fork. With a meat fork. Oh. Like a... Yeah, that can't feel good. Like when you're carving a turkey? Yeah. Yeah. A meat fork. I think she even calls it a meat fork. That's what I would call it. Now you'd call it a cake fork for your easy bake oven. Like what? (laughs) one time, like I couldn't think of the word pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Give me my night clothes. I said sleep pants. (laughs) Give me my sleep pants. Give me my sleep pants. (laughs) Post haste. I was stolen by Butler. <laughs> Wentworth, <laughs> would you bring me my sleep pants? Monroe, <laughs> fetch me my sleep pants. No, but I couldn't think of the word pajamas, so I just said sleep pants. <laughs> yeah, that's fetch, what they are. Fetch me my sex sleeve. He's like your condom, sir. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that'll be all. <laughs> Away. Do you want the missus to join you tonight? No, I won't need her. <laughs> Just me and Glowworm tonight. It's a glow-in-the-dark condom. There was that movie um, with the glow-in-the-dark condoms. Have we talked about this before? Yeah, probably. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> what, was it? what was that fucking movie? Skin, skin Deep? Skin? John Ritter was in it. Skin Deep. Skin Sounds like a John Ritter. Yeah. Right? I know I love you, but I just can't. <laughs> I'm... Skin too deep. Skin deep sounds like a porn. Yeah, it does. Going skin deep. That doesn't sound very deep, though. I mean, skin's on the surface. We're going skin it's deep tonight, fucking, baby. It's gonna like, fucking chode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> song like a tuna can. <laughs> like it might only be an inch long, but it's like ten inches around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could just shiver, and that's your thrusting. That's it. Not very deep. Oh. Uh. Oh yeah, so she finds that retain or that retainer thing, and uh, then they they somehow figure out Kylie and Amos figure out because they're now working together. She's yeah. talking to him more, and they figure out that the neighbor, that guy, the weird guy who was burning tires, they figure out he wears a retainer. Yeah, and they're like, oh, maybe he's got something to do so with. So Kylie's this. like, listen, we're gonna go break into his house. Yeah, because Amos tells her help the ghost. Like if they, you think there's a ghost, it it wants your help. Yeah. Solve the murder, yeah. right? Scooby Doo it. <laughs> so she's like, "We're going to break into the house. You be my lookout, and we'll go in there and we'll find his retainer. And we'll compare. And we'll compare them. Yeah. And so she gets into the house, and <laughs> I don't know. There's a series of like unfortunate events that happen. It's kind of funny because yeah, she finds he's he's home yeah, and he's, he's sleeping. And she has the bright idea of reaching into his mouth and just pull it out. Yeah. And doesn't he like sneeze or, or something and it like spits out he of his mouth? He wakes up. Yeah. It goes She flying. goes running. And she like tells Amos to run. They go running. Amos gets caught on a fucking... Like, Steps in a bear trap. A bear or rabbit trap or yeah. some shit. And Kylie runs home and she's hiding. Yeah. She leaves She she leaves Amos, but she hides. She puts um like a 
the ass end of a truck. What are those called? Like the camper tops. Oh yeah. She puts that over top of him so she so he can hide. But she gets home and she's hiding from this weird neighbor. Yeah, Cragland, I think is his name. And she thinks he's coming to kill her, so she hides in a closet and uh, she hears him coming down the stairs. Oh, he's coming. And then he opens up the closet door and she grabs the knife and she It's just like a pair of shears. Him. Yeah, stabs him in the gut. Yeah. But it wasn't him. Oops, it, it was, was Graham. Graham. And blood squirts like all over her face. <laughs> she pulls the shears out and it's like it squirts like yeah, all it's over. Yeah, gross. But uh, they take him to the hospital. So now they're like. And this is where she starts to clean up her act a little bit. She starts helping around the house and actually doing stuff. A little bit too. But it was it was either here or maybe like right before that. Like the psychiatrist was over. It and, was before. And somebody got attacked. Yeah, the, the, the power went out. And then when the lights came back on, he was all fucked up. Yeah. And they blamed it on her. They blamed it on her. And then now Graham has been stabbed. He's in the hospital. So they blame it on her again. And they're like, she's already troubled. Yeah. She's trying to. Now she's seeing things. Yeah. Yeah. She's She's, crazy. She's She's, fucked. She's dangerous. We need to have her institutionalized. Amos kind of believes her. He goes back to the house and he's looking for the retainer that spit out. And he sees some newspaper articles and they're all about that girl that got stabbed. Yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah, so he's like, this, this guy's guy, dirty. This guy did it. And so he is going out, but that guy is like watching him through <laughs> yeah. his window. He's like, what you doing, buddy? Yeah. And when he gets out, he gets caught. And the guy, the guy's not pissed off, really. No. Amos is like, we know that you killed that girl 16 years ago or however long ago it was. And he's like, well, maybe you got to know your facts beforehand. And this guy proceeds to tell him a story about this woman that he like was in love with or whatever who had a son. And she needed some help. And she needed a place to stay, so she came to stay with him. And the son stayed with him. She ended up leaving, but she left her son there. Yeah. But the son was like slow, maybe, or just like really awkward, but he could fix things. Yeah, really good with anything electrical or mechanical. And so he just gave him a bunch of shit to fix. And then one day he was gone. Yeah. And the kid's name was Eugene. And right after the girl next door got murdered, he mysteriously disappeared. Or did he disappear before and then she got murdered? Yeah. He disappeared a year before the murder, I think. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And then, and then she was murdered. So now Amos is thinking, okay, Eugene had something to do with this. Right. We find out also that Eugene liked living in small, confined places. Like his bedroom was like a doghouse, yeah, so to speak. And it was kind of like under the house almost. Yeah. So now Kylie's back home and she's cleaning up the house. This is right. what, what you were leading to. is like she's cleaning up her act. Her mom's with her stepdad in the hospital and she's like, you know what? I've been a shit, so I'm going to clean up the house and everything. Well, she goes to put like the vacuum cleaner in the closet and uh, she notices there's like a hole in the yeah, back Yeah, like, the what closet. the hell is that? And she like punches through it somehow and now she's in between the walls it's like fucking people under the stairs very much like that yeah (laughs) and she starts walking through and then she comes across this part in the insulation where she can see through to another hidden room and there's this guy (laughs) yeah fucking eugene yeah he's in the house wearing headphones watching tv And he's got like monitors up everywhere and like all this shit. And she sees him and she's like, oh my God. And it's a pretty tense moment. Yeah. She looks back and all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. She's like, what? She's like, fuck. And then he pops out and he like grabbing at her. She runs. She falls through the floor. Yeah. And he's chasing her through the house. And then she runs outside and hot wires a a truck Mm -hmm. and escapes. Yep. 
And then, of course, the monitor goes off. Well, Amos is on his way back to the house and he sees all the shit that happened. Yeah. And she goes to the police station. I thought this was a very funny scene and she's mm-hmm. rattling off the whole story of everything that just happened and that she saw. Oh. And the cop is slowly typing it into his computer. And he's like, and yeah, and he's then, typing like he's, the first word. Yeah. He's like, hold on, hold, hold on. on. And he's the slowest <laughs> typist ever. Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but nobody believes they all take, they take her back and they're looking through the house. Well, the mom had shown up Yeah, and the mom cleans up the entire mess. Yeah, and the cops and the doctor refuse to look in the walls. She's like, I'm telling you. Like, and it's just been look repaired. In the, walls. the wall's been repaired yeah. also. And she's like, it was here. I swear it was here. And they're like, no, you're nuts. And the cop, the doctor's there, and they're talking to her. And, and the doctor hypothesizes that she has multiple personalities. Like, you're not actually seeing any of this stuff. Yeah. That it's you're, you're doing it. You're imagining it all. It's actually you. They finally come to an agreement, and she's like just sitting there. And the mom's like, okay. I'm going to, she serves him cookies. Yeah, you want some snacks? Yeah. And so the doctor starts eating the snacks. And as he's eating, it gets caught in his teeth. So oh. he has to take out his bite plate. What? His retainer. Oh, my God. Kylie notices this. And she's like, don, don, don. It's him. So she tells her mom, she goes, distract him. And the mom's like, okay, fine. She goes down to the basement to the filing cabinet. And she finds that this guy worked at the halfway house yep but for a short period of time he's yeah, like an one intern. day yep. he's just an intern and uh this girl who got murdered beat the shit out yeah, of him kicked his ass on day one yep and he got <laughs> he got let go and so she's thinking like he came back and then killed her yeah is revenge so kylie and the mom go back up there and then he asks if he can go use the restroom yeah, he gotta go pee pee and so, or no, she, the mom lets him go do that. And Kylie's like, where did he go? And she's like, he went to the bathroom and the cop's gone too. Yeah. So they're going to look around for him. They go to confront him. Yeah. He's not in the downstairs bathroom. So they go upstairs and he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, oh, I was just going to the bathroom. And they're like, we know what it is. Come to find out. Yes. He's the bad guy. He yep. starts attacking them. Yep. They find the dead cop's body. He killed the cop. Yeah. He's in the shower. And I like that when they're fighting him, cause she grabs a couple of things and she has a cheese grater. And she oh, grates yeah. his face. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. She puts the cheese grater on too, like a, like a fucking shield. Yeah. Like her arm through the bottom of it. And she grabs a hold of the top and she's. <laughs> and she puts a laundry basket over him. Over his head. But yeah, you're right. They, they, find the, the bathroom. they find the cop dead. Yeah. Cause they hide in the bathroom. Yeah. And they're locked in there. And uh, all of a sudden Eugene comes out of the bottom of the sink the cabinet and he's like come with me well before that though they're they're locked in there and then you hear like a and uh there's a circular saw oh yeah the doctor's like coming through the door (laughs) with the saw and it's another funny gag because then all of a sudden the saw stops and he looks down and the extension cord came unplugged or or (laughs) something and he's like oh shit yeah or the battery died or something like that But they go, oh, and I also like that uh, when he's sawing through the door, I don't know if you thought this, I thought this was hilarious, but he's wearing eye protection and, and ear protection. Like he's got his goggles on. It's like safety first. Exactly. He's like, I got to saw this door, but hold on. I also got to protect my hearing. It is kind of funny too. Cause it's like, um, I want sawdust sh- in it's my like eyes. It's like the shining, but instead of like an ax, he's yeah. using a circular saw. <laughs> uh, it's kind of, it is funny. Yeah. But you're right. Eugene, like they find his tunnel and they go with him and they yeah. follow him down there. And he basically saves them. And they figure they figure everything out. That Eugene was a good guy. Eugene witnessed it. Because he was hiding in that house. Right. Because he just felt safer there. But he knew he'd get blamed for it. Yeah. Doorbell rings. Amos is at the door. Yep. And uh, the doctor answers the door. And the doctor's like, I don't know what's going on. The, de- the doctor blames it on Eugene. He's like, Eugene is in the house. 
but then immediately knocks uh, knocks Amos out. And then the doctor ends up stabbing Eugene. And With like he, a fire poker through the wall. Yep. And he knocks out uh, Kylie and he begins to strangle the mom. Yeah. And I like that during that fight, uh, Kylie grabs a bucket that has uh, Eugene's shit and piss oh, in yeah, it and throws, throws it in them. his face. Yeah. Oh. Um, but then uh, there's a fight and Kylie wakes up and Eugene hands her a weapon and it's a meat fork and she stabs uh, the doctor right in the head with it. Yeah. Like but under the chin, but Whoa. it's also hooked up to electricity and Eugene throws the switch. Yeah. And then his head blows up. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. His head exploded. <laughs> just, just his blood explodes. squirts everywhere. And then we're months later and everybody's recovered. Eugene's yep. still alive. He's yeah, not dead. still living in the house. Amos is removing Kylie's, uh, ankle monitor and, uh, everything's, everything's cool. And then like some electronic bit goes off or, whatever and oh yeah they're like recording something with the camera and the battery dies yeah, yeah. they're like eugene <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> there was also a touching moment too where I, we skipped over this but where eugene is showing kylie and her mom pictures that he drew oh yeah and it's of kylie growing up and he's like this is you when you were because she was like oh you were watching you're like a peeping tom and he was like it was like no he wasn't i mean he was but it wasn't sexual yeah he was just watching her grow up and he drew pictures of her like when she was young all the way up until she left the house and he's like there's you leaving and there's your mom and there's me and we're waiting for you to come back yeah and so it was kind of like a touching moment Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of cool um my thoughts on this i actually really like this movie it was slow to start off with and i i'm not gonna lie like i was bored okay like the first i don't know it's 106 minutes long yeah it's not a very long movie but it's like half of those 106 minutes were like me going okay something's (laughs) got to happen here but once that ball gets rolling it starts going really well the humor was great there was a lot of good tense moments also Mm -hmm. and i think the story was really good like this girl who is like forced to be locked into this house and this house is haunted well is it haunted but it's not haunted and they also get around the well then just leave thing and she can't because she's got the ankle monitor yeah and she's a delinquent so that nobody believes her yeah. anyway so um overall i'm gonna give it three and a half pamela Voorhees heads boom i also really liked this movie uh i thought the humor throughout the movie it was very funny from the opening scene until the end i laughed a lot it had some jump scares i wouldn't really say it was scary no but, but it had but it had yeah lots of moments of tension i liked all of the characters they all had nuances and quirks and uh, you know i i just thought a lot of it was very very funny uh it was creative i liked the is it a ghost is it a person living in the house is she just crazy yep no, it was actually this other guy. Uh, there was a lot of red herrings and stuff. I thought the story was really creative, it, which surprises me that this director hasn't done more because I thought it was very well done. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it was a low budget, but they did a lot with it. Yeah. I'm also surprised that this movie isn't more popular or that I haven't heard more about it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it a four. Yeah. So that gives us, what, 3.75? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm right there with you. The only reason why I didn't give it a four is because I thought it was slow. That first half. Yeah. I just, it just seemed a little too long for me. I wish, I wish things would have started to pick up. I mean, I, I enjoyed the first part portion when they're trying to rob the ATM, but then between that and when Amos, when stuff starts happening, when Amos finally comes over, yeah. like that was just long. Yeah. A little bit to me. All right. So moving on, we have uh, the movie Southbound. Now this movie came out in 2015. Actually, the release date was February 5th. 
2016 in the United States. Mm. But it came out like in Toronto Film Festival, I want to say, at the end of 2015. So that's why it says 2015. But in the United States, we'll go by the United States. So what do you think the number one movie was? I feel like I'm better with older movies than like <laughs> early thinking of like what year did this movie come out. What? Kung Fu Panda 3. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 3. Good Lord. It must have been a weak month for... Well, it's February. It's early in the year. Yeah. Uh, the number one song? I'm going to go with something by The Weeknd. I'm going to go with I Can't Feel My Face or whatever that song is. Yeah. No. <laughs> but this probably close. Uh, sorry by Justin Bieber. It's too late to say sorry. Because I already remember body. <laughs> Whatever. Not ringing a bell. It's, it's about Selena Gomez, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't know that song? Sorry? I'm sure I've heard it. You, you probably just song. didn't do it justice. Oh, I, I, I sounded exactly like Justin <laughs> Just Bieber. like that. You gotta do the dance moves, though. Give me the full... All right, ready? The whole thing, yeah. All right, here we go. It's too late to say <laughs> Don't I just look like him? Oh, yeah, I see it now. <laughs> I'm really... I'm swooning over here. <laughs> All right, so this movie... This is an anthology film. So I don't know how we should go about this. Maybe we should go about it segment like by segment. Segment by segment. Agreed. Okay. I didn't know it was an anthology movie until about yeah. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes in, and I was like, oh. When the anthology started. Yeah. It also explained why there were a thousand directors when I looked it up. <laughs> a thousand like, writers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why my notes are really long too. <laughs> All right. So the first. Okay. So the first two segments, the first segment and the last segment, I should say, are both yeah. written and directed by the same. Yeah, it's kind guys. of the bookends of the movie. Yeah, so that was directed by, they call themselves Radio Silence. That's Matt Bettinelli, Open, Tyler Gillette, and Chad Villella. Villella? Villella. Villella. They also directed VHS, mm-hmm. Ready or Not, and the new Scream movie. As, yeah, two of them. Two of the three, I think. Yeah, because the other one is like the producer. Yeah. But like they go by Radio Silence as a trio. So... That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Matt, we'll just call him Matt. He's the one who wrote this segment. And the segment's called The Way In and The Way Out. Yep. And the first one is The Way Out. Yes. All right. So The Way Out begins. Um, There's two guys in a truck, and one of them is looking at a picture, presumably, of his daughter. Right. It's like a little girl. And out of the window, he sees some kind of floating creature. It reminded me of like a ring wraith from the Lord of the Rings movies. Kind of. But like... Yeah, like just floating there with angel wings. Yeah. It was like, I call them the floating demons in my notes here. (laughs) I called them wraiths. (laughs) Okay. So they're floating demon wraiths. There you go. Um, They stop off at a gas station to get cleaned up, uh, get the blood cleaned up off of them. And this gas station is shitty looking. And it looks hot as fuck. (laughs) And it looks like it smells because everybody in there is sweaty. Yeah. Yeah, it's very deserty. And they go to use the bathroom, but then the, the lady behind the counter is like, that's for customers only. And so... Yeah, you're going to buy something or what? They put gas in the car, and then they use it. They go into the bathroom, and we see that one of the guys has a stab wound under his shirt. Mm-hmm. And then his shirt attacks him. Like, the du- one of the dudes goes out, and the one guy is left there by himself, and the, like, his shirt, like, wraps around oh, yeah. him and, like, attacks him. Yeah, you're right. And, like, pulls him back, which was kind of weird. But uh, they leave the gas station... And then they find themselves back there again. Yeah. It was very Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Like a yes. kind of a time loop. Yep. And the floating thing is still following them and it's getting closer. It happens again, again. And there's yeah. more than one floating yeah. thing. 
Yes, but it happens again and again and again. They pull over, and the characters' names are Mitch and Jack. And Mitch uh, tells Jack to pull over. He's like, I'm getting out. I'm he done. He says he wants to stop running, and Jack's like, no, we got to keep going. Yeah. And then the floating thing comes, and Mitch says, they've come here to collect. And Jack's like, no, I'm going to fucking leave. And so he goes to leave. And Not then so one, fast. One of these fucking skeleton angel demon wraiths, wraiths <laughs> sticks his arm right down his throat. Yep. And kills him. And kills him. Uh, Mitch confronts the demons. They lead him to like this empty or this it's like um, a motel bl- or something, right? It's like a motel room, but it's like bloody. But then the motel room changes to a house. Yeah. And he's looking around and he hears a little girl calling out to him. When the wraith led him to the ho- the motel, did yeah. you think that they were going to bang? No. No? Okay. <laughs> he resisted the urge. <laughs> what if that was the whole ploy? He's like, come this way. Uh, 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 I have needs. <laughs> All right. Well, he hears this little girl calling out and it's like, why won't you help me? She keeps saying that. Why won't you help me? Why won't yeah, you and help he's, me? He's trying to get to her, but he can't. Yeah. He's just like in a maze and it's like a loop. I, mm-hmm. called, I wrote... He's in a hell loop. Hell loop. And that's basically it. Like, he's in this hell loop. Like, he keeps everything. And he's, like, going crazy. And he can't get out of it. And then we, we, as the audience, exit the motel room. And the door is closed. And some housekeeper comes by. And she puts a do not disturb sign on. Yeah. And walks away. Yep. And then we transition to the next segment. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, I was like, what? What the fuck? But should we go? Should we go to we can just kind of save w- the way in? Oh, the end? Oh, well, it doesn't matter. You didn't want to go segment by segment? Because, yeah. I mean, that, that one, the way in and the way out were directed yeah, yeah, you by connect the same them? people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean not in order of the movie. Yeah, not in order of yeah, the movie. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, so that was the first segment. Well, the last segment of the movie connects to the first segment. There's this family, this dad, this mom, and this daughter, and they check into, like, this Airbnb. Right. And there's a knocking at the door. Yeah. It's and very, they're initially at, a like, an ice cream shop. That'll yeah. That'll come up in one of the other segments. Yeah. And there's like these figures in mass, very like um, the strangers, mm-hmm. where it's like people knocking on the door. Is Tamara there? Yeah. But um, these figures in mass, they cut the power and they break in. And the parents split up from the daughter. The daughter goes and hides in a closet and the parents are there. And the wife has called the cops already and they said it's going to be 30 minutes before the cops get there. Yeah. The husband attacks one of the masked guys, but he gets knocked out and then the wife gets caught. And But the masked guys seem to know the husband. Mm-hmm. And the husband knows. Yeah, them. they're tied up. And the husband, you can tell he knows who this is. And they whisper some kind of secret to the wife. Yeah. And the wife's like, what you the did, fuck you did, did what? you do? Yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. The dad, the husband's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but they slowly shove a fucking towel or something, a yeah. rag down the down wife's, the wife's throat, throat, suffocating her. And they make the dad watch. Yeah. Ugh. So they kill her. The daughter knocks out one of them with a baseball bat. Yeah, because she distracts him with the car, the mm-hmm. car horn. And then the masked guy, he basically tells the daughter, you can yeah, go. get out of here. And the dad says thank you to them for letting his daughter go. But they gut him. Yeah, stab him right in the belly. He did. Well, we've come to find out that the masked guys are the guys from the beginning of the movie, this Mitch and Jack. And there's actually a third guy. But the the daughter comes back and she beats up the dude with a bat. And she stabs the one guy. And that's why he has the wound Mm-hmm. That we see Jack. in the beginning. Yeah. And then the other guy stabs and kills her. Yeah. That's kills the daughter. That surprised me. The third masked guy sees something coming up from the ground, and it's one of these demon wraiths. <laughs> it comes out of her body. Yeah. Like the, out of yeah. the girl's dead body. Uh huh. Yeah. 
it looked like a sarlacc, like mixed with yeah. like a, a graboid from Tremors yeah. kind of thing. Yep. It drags him to hell or underground, I guess, yeah. whatever. And, and the two and the guys flee. get in the truck and they leave and the floating demon chases them. They hit one of them with the truck. And then it loops into how the movie starts. And it loops into how the movie starts. Yeah. So, yeah. So this was the one that was written and directed by the Radio Silence team. Um, and it starred, actually, two of them as well. Chad Viela is Mitch and Matt Bettinelli Open is Jack. What did you think of that? Eh, it was all right. Um, <laughs> I thought the first half, the way out, the the first part yeah, was just okay. Like when it was over, I was like, eh. And then the second one I definitely thought was better, mm-hmm. but not great. It was all right. I actually really dug it. Hmm. Like, um, you know, I gave individual ra- ratings to all the individual stories. Did you? I didn't give them rings, but I wrote, I wrote words. Like, okay. Meh. Okay. So the first one I wrote, meh. And the one that we just talked about, I wrote better. Yeah. Um, I, I dug it. I thought it was good. I Sometimes I'm okay with this, and this is a case where I'm okay with it, when a movie has more questions than answers. Yeah. Like, for this one, there's more questions than answers. Like, what were they avenging? Like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, why were why they did- killing? What was the secret that they whispered? Yeah, and why did the guy kill that guy's daughter? I don't know. Did he kill the daughter? I don't know. Or did he molest her? What happened? Yeah. Like, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. I didn't understand either. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was was okay. It was was definitely interesting. Okay, so the next story is... Siren. Siren. Because when the first segment ends, we see the door shut. The woman says, like, do not disturb. And then we see the door next door to that motel room opens up and these women come out. Yep. These three girls. And uh, they are... All hungover. Yeah, they're in a band. <laughs> yep, they're in a band and they're touring or traveling or whatever, and they're in a VW bus. VW bus. Yep, they're driving through, and this all takes place like in the desert, a desert setting. Yeah, like it looks like California. Yeah, California on your way to Arizona. Yep, <laughs> that shitty area. It's a very familiar looking road. Yeah, <laughs> their VW gets flat, and so they pull over, and uh, they're just hanging out there because it's like a deserted road. Like yeah, they they're, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Finally, a man and a woman pull up and offer them a ride. Well, one of the girls gets a weird vibe and she denies the ride. Because they're overly friendly. They seem very, very nice. Yeah. Very like. Yeah. And she's kind of creeped out by it. Ward and June Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Like. But the other girls convince her to take them up on their offer to give them a ride back to their house. And, and then they can arrange to get the mm-hmm. tire repaired. The couple acts like, like I said, Warden June Cleaver, like they're very 1960s and even yeah. their house is decorated. And it's weird. Like when they're driving to the house, they they see a bear trap in the back and like, what's with the, uh, the bear trap? That's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. They're just weird. And then one of them, I think it's the wife says to one of the uh, women in the band, uh, sorry about Alex. And she's like, what? Yeah. This is when they get back to the house. The house yeah. And she's showing them the guest room. And then she says, yeah, sorry about Alex. And none of the other girls hear it. And she's like, uh, what? Yeah. And she even asked, like, did you guys hear that? And uh, she's like, no, I didn't hear anything. Another couple comes over for dinner and they have weird ass looking sons. <laughs> These two twins. Yeah. The Kensingtons, I think was the family. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Kensington. <laughs> um, they all pray, but it's a weird, it's a very weird prayer. prayer yeah. And it's almost like they're like hail Satan. Yeah. It's creepy. Both families are weird as fuck. Um, and then one of the boys says to 
the girls, I thought there were four of you. Yeah. And then he gets like, um, and then one girl's weirded out again. They serve dinner, (laughs) but it's like this sludge. It's like a giant brick of meat. Yeah. And it looks gross. And the girl goes, well, I'm a vegetarian. And then the other girls are eating it. They're like, we're fine with it. It actually tastes really good. Delicious. But, um, they get, uh, sick. Yeah. They start barfing black shit. It's like tar or something coming out. Well, the smart girl who's been denying everything, uh, she snoops around in the drawers and she finds a knife. And, and she knows something's up because like when they, once the girls start barfing, the wife says, uh, the first time is the worst time. It's like, yeah. what? Just these weird fucking bullshit happening. Yeah. And um, those girls lay down and they're like, let's just lay down. They're like really tired. They're like, let's just lay down and go to bed. Yeah, because one of the guys, uh, the guest, Mr. Kensington or whatever, gives them a drink. And after they drink it, they both start feeling better. But they're acting really weird. Yeah. And so the smart girl stays up with the knife and she's like, I'll... She's going to protect them all night long. Well, she falls asleep and she wakes up. And the other two are gone. And she's like, what? And she wanders outside. She sees them all doing some sort of weird ritual, like out in the back. Yeah. And she's watching from afar. And then she ends up stepping in the bear trap that we saw in the back of the car. Like now it's been placed in, uh, or it's been set and she steps in it and she's trying to run. Yeah. Oh, let's go back a little ways though. Yeah. The we find out who Alex was. Alex was the fourth girl in the band, and she died because I guess the one girl that that I call the smart girl, uh, she wanted to stay at a club and like fuck some dude. Yeah, and Alex just left without her, and she got into an accident of some sort. Right, and she died. Yep. So that's who that is. But yes, okay. So now she gets trapped and. Uh, she runs. She hides in a barn, and her friends are all fucked up now. They're part of this fucked up cult. They were part. They were chanting around this fire. They were like, "Thou hast begun thy transition," and they were like doing some weird fucked up like <laughs> yeah, it was weird voodoo nonsense. The smart girl sees Alex in the barn. Yeah, she sees her ghost, and she gets scared. So she runs through the desert. She sees the lights coming up down the street. Yeah, flags down the car, and, but the driver doesn't see her, and boom, yep, hits, hits her. her. <laughs> and this is uh, that cut that goes into our next story. Yep. So that story is weird. I liked it better than the first segment, though. It was good. Yeah. No, I liked it also. Um, but it was just weird. Like there was no again more questions than there are right. answers. Yeah. What is going on? Like a lot of that is conjecture on my part as far as like what happened to Alex because we get little hints of what happened, but I kind of pieced mm-hmm. you kind of piece it together but we never get a full story. We no. don't get a full story of what this couple is doing. Are they Yeah, are they satanists or are they bringing the girls in to be with the twin boys so they can have wives? Oh, I don't know. So they can all be part of this cult? I don't know. It was, it was weird. Yeah, cuz when the boy <laughs> says like I thought there were four of you, it's like was that so he can have his pick of four instead of just three? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I didn't pick up on that. Man, maybe it was weird. It was interesting. Yeah. You wrote better? I thought it was better than segment one. Okay. Yeah, my words were a little better. A little better. Yeah. <laughs> so it's better than meh. First one was meh. This one, a little better. Okay. The news story. Okay, so the girl was hit. This story is called what? The accident. The accident. Very uh, Very fitting, yeah. <laughs> um, so he calls 911. 
Because he's on the phone with his wife, yeah. and he hits her. And at first, he's he do, he doesn't say that he hit anybody. He's kind of hiding it. Mm-hmm. But he's, he eventually tells his wife, I got to go. Yeah. And yeah, he does the right thing. And you can tell he has a little bit of a dilemma at first. But he's like, nah, I'm going to call 911. Yep. So he calls 911. They, have, they tell him to put that girl in his car and drive to the nearest town. I don't think it's a good idea to move somebody, by the way. When- <laughs> no, but they say we can't locate you. Like the GPS isn't working. Like, can you see anything? And like, he sees a town. Yeah. And they're like, because we don't know where you are and we can't get to you, you're going to need to help. Yeah. So yeah, put her in the car. How does nobody know where Drive they are? towards the nearest town. How does nobody know where they are? I don't know. Like, I mean, in the whole scope of things, and maybe we'll talk about this. Usually when, when you're driving, you have a general idea of where you are. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I'm, I'm 10 miles outside of this town. Yeah. I'm between here and here. Yeah. I'm heading towards this place. Right. Like, where is he driving to? Like, yeah. Again, but, maybe but we'll no. talk about this in our <laughs> reviews. But uh, anyway, he puts her in the car and he gets to the town and he's on the phone with this 911 yep. operator and another uh, guy. Like an EMT or something. Yeah. yeah. And no one's in this town and he's like, no one's here, but he pulls up to the hospital and he brings the girl inside and there's no one in the hospital. Yeah. The hospital looks like it's abandoned. Yep. And the 911 is still talking to him and he's like, no one's around. She's like, there must be somebody around. Find somebody. Nobody's there. Meanwhile, the girl's leg breaks off. Yeah. It's like almost all the way off. Oh, that was disgusting. It was gross. There's no, uh, now there's a surgeon on his phone. Yeah. And he takes his belt off and he basically makes a tourniquet out of the belt. Yeah, and now there's a surgeon that's talking to him. And the surgeons, like, they all seem to know what's going on without even being there with him. And the surgeon has, has been on the line the whole time, apparently. Yeah. And now he's chiming in. He's like, you're going to have to perform emergency surgery or she's going to die. Yeah. And he's like, you need to compress her lung. And they're like, we'll walk you through how to do it. And yeah. You have to make an incision under the rib and he has to reach his hand in. It was gross. Yeah. And it shows that interior shot of him, like, grabbing. Did he grab the lung or was he grabbing the heart? I don't know. He grabbed something and they were like, okay, you got to squeeze. And he does. And then it kills her. Yeah. She dies. And then they start laughing. Yeah. I think he grabbed the heart. Is that what he he did? He just squeezed it. Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie Daisy. Wrong one. (laughs) Wrong organ. But he's got his hand like up this chick's stomach. Yeah. Like making her into a puppet. Yeah. It was gross. It was gross. The voices on the phone start laughing and he can't get out of the hospital. Kind of like the first segment. He's just walking around, but there's no doors. You can't get out. Yep. His phone rings. He hangs up. Well, he hangs up, hangs with up and then they call him back. Yeah. But his phone rings. Oh, it's his wife first. And he answers, but it's not her. It's the voices. And they want to talk about what happened. And he's like, can I just leave? And they're like, yes, you can leave. Yeah. They have him explain what happened. And then they're like, yeah, you can go. And then he asks if they're tricking him again. And they say that they're not. And they say, go to the locker room. And he goes to the locker room and he cleans up and he gets a change of clothes. Yeah. There's clean clothes in there and takes a shower leaves the hospital and he sees his wrecked ass car and he takes the keys out (laughs) and it's a different car, but it's the same. It's a carbon copy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he clicks the remote and then there's a car behind him, like a fresh version of the exact same car. All the shits in it, all the shits in it. And he gets in and he drives away. Yep. End of story. Yeah. And the dispatcher's like, uh, you were never here. Yep. Weird. Yeah. This was actually my favorite segment. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was weird, but yeah, this was the one I liked the most. Yeah. It was good. I thought it was cool. It was good. I just don't understand. Right. I think they were (laughs) testing, and I think that's kind of what a lot of these are. It's like a moral test, and are you going to be punished or rewarded? And it was like, you did everything you could to help this person. It was an accident. You tried to help. You tried to save her. It didn't work. 
You can go with a clean conscience. And by they, who are they? Yeah, I don't know. But are all of them moral? Well, let's let's get through the last one, and then we can talk about theories. Yeah. Okay. So this is the last story, and it's called Jailbreak. One of the voices who was on the phone with the guy was actually coming from a payphone. And as he drives away, we pass that payphone. And we see the woman, yeah. And she's saying, finishing talking to him, and she hangs up. And she, we follow her as she goes into this bar. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in with a shotgun. Like yeah. he's, like he's going to rob the place. And that guy's David Yao. I don't know if you're familiar with a band called The Jesus Lizard. Mm-hmm. He's the lead singer. Okay. Yeah. Well, he comes in, and he's not going to rob the place. He's just looking for his sister. And one of the people from the bar attacks... Yeah, at first they tell him, like, you don't want to do this, dude. Yeah. He's like, no, nope, I got to find my sister. And uh, one of the one of the guys at the bar attacks him, and he's got this gnarly claws. Like a demon. Yeah. yeah. I wrote vampire. Like a demon hand. With a question mark. I didn't know what it was, but he shoots that dude's hand off, and that dude <laughs> screams. The bartender says that his sister is um, someplace. Yeah, and he kidnaps him at gunpoint. Yeah, and he's like, take me to take my me sister. To her. Um, so they drive to wherever she is and, and it's that ice cream shop from that other segment. Yep. And there's a hidden door that only these people who have like this tattoo can see, like when they put their hand up on their eye, like they can see through like a third eye or something. I don't know, <laughs> but, um, they go inside and they find the sister and she's given tattoos, but like that's some yeah, old way school. Of yeah. Giving With like a hammer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's been looking for her for 13 years. Yep. And they hug, and she's genuinely happy to see him. But he's like, we got to get out of here. She, she doesn't, doesn't want to leave. She's like, no, I belong here. I'm happy here. But the, the brother shoots the bartender. <laughs> Blows his head off. And then he takes the sister and drives off. And she's really pissed at him. But they drive to the end of the road and then through the desert. And she's like, you shouldn't be driving. She's like, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. And the road is like rough, and he can't help but stop. She tells him that he shouldn't be here. And did you get the sense that it was kind of like the other ones where he was in a loop? Like, we couldn't see where he was driving. We could yeah. just see desert. Yeah. But I got the sense he wasn't actually going anywhere. Yeah. That he was just right where he started. Probably. The but, sister, yeah, the car was, dies. Yeah, the sister was like, you shouldn't be here. And uh, she tells the brother that she killed their parents. Yeah, that's no good. And this is where she is. But he doesn't deserve... He does, He shouldn't have come here for yeah, her. Yeah, she says, this place found me. I belong here. Yep. And then these like weird creatures from the desert come and drag him out of the car and tear him apart. And then she gets into the driver's seat and drives off. Yep. And she drives back to the ice cream parlor. And that's where we. Yep. And then that's where the final segment, the final segment that we talked about already takes place. So this was, this was my least favorite story. The jailbreak one. Okay. Yeah. That was probably like my second. Second to least. Yeah. So that's the whole film. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was a, a good anthology, actually. I I was entertained. Um, like David said, like at first I didn't realize it was an anthology. And then when it started and I started seeing like, okay, there's different mm-hmm. portions to this. And although, and I talked about this before, although there's a lot more questions than answers, I'm okay with that. I, I think all the stories flowed well together, like the transitions from one story to the other. They were all pretty good, except for the transition from the accident to jailbreak. I didn't, I didn't understand why there was that chick on the payphone, right, talking to him. But overall, as a whole film, my rating is three and a half. Pamela, oh wow, heads. okay, yeah, no, um, individually, I gave everyone three and a half, except for jailbreak. I gave that two and a half. Um, I thought the filmmaking was good. I thought the stories were good. 
I, I thought the acting was good. I thought these were all short stories. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and we've watched short stories and reviewed short stories on the podcast before. There's good short stories, short films, and there's bad ones. Right. These were examples of good ones because they were well-made, well-acted, and the story was good. But the story isn't always fleshed out in these. Yeah. And that's just the way it is with short films. Like, you can't. Yeah, there's only so much you can do because each segment's only, what, 20 minutes or so? At most. Yeah. So that's my, those are my thoughts. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it for the most part. Um, I thought the, I actually thought the first segment was probably the weakest um, I thought the middle one, the accident, was my favorite. I enjoyed all of the stories. I wish they had connected better. Like, they do a good job passing the baton from each one, so the story feels continuous. Mm-hmm. But I wish there had been more connection between the stories. Okay. You know, like, other than, like, the second segment, other than them being at the same motel, there was no connection between any of the characters. I gotcha. The one that, I mean, and then the second one and the third one, there is a connection because it's the guy who hits the car. So I thought that was... I thought the second and third segments flowed together really well and worked together as kind of one story. But to your point, there's a lot of questions like the cult, what was going on there? Yeah. Were all these people being tested? Were they being judged? Were they in purgatory? Like, I don't really know. Yeah. And I don't really know if I care. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess that's the whole thing too is like, were they, were they in hell? Yeah. I don't know. It almost seemed like it was just hell. And it was all just going to happen. Except over for the accident. But guy. even the accident guy, it's like he relived that over and over and over again. And oh, here's a theory that someone proposed that they're reliving all this stuff until they make the until right decision. Until they do it the right way. Yeah. Oh. So maybe that was, that's what I read online. So maybe the accident, maybe that really happened and it's happened multiple times. And finally he's he like just right. doing the right thing. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense with the jailbreak one because that guy was just trying to find what his sister. What was the right answer? Stop looking for your sister? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe um, it, maybe it has something to do with like the seven deadly sins. Like, I don't know. Re- I don't know. Is revenge one of them? <laughs> <laughs> wrath. Wrath. There you yeah. go. Wraith. Wraith. There you go. Wraith. Wrath. Wrath. Wraith. This is a wrath. Would you give it? Uh, I give it a three. Three. Yeah. So three point two five. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, I should just mention real quick because I mentioned the directors of the first one. The director of the second one, Siren, was Roxanne Benjamin. Uh, her and Susan Burke also wrote that. Um, she also directed a movie called Body at Brighton Rock, mm-hmm. which is a horror movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, David Bruckner wrote and directed The Accident. He's the guy who uh, directed The Ritual. Okay, I was going to say, that name sounds very familiar. Which we watched not that long ago. Yeah. And then Patrick Horvath, he and Dallas Hallam uh, wrote Jailbreak, and uh, Patrick Horvath directed that and he also directed the movie the pact two okay which i haven't seen yeah but they're all horror film directors they must all know each other obviously (laughs) they all work together so that's that so 3.25 overall for southbound so bound movies we did them bound housebound southbound it was bound to happen it was bound to happen thank you Lori, for the suggestion we appreciate that if you want to give us suggestions you can reach us how can they reach us on Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search The Swearwolves and you will find us. If you're on Instagram, search for us under The Swearwolves Podcast. You can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, and contact us through there. Uh, or you can shoot us an email at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. So those are many ways that you can contact us. There's no excuse for you not no. to. 
David's phone number is. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we actually do have a phone number. We um, do. Yeah. Do you know it? I don't off the top of my head, but it's on our website, I think. <laughs> you can call the swear wolves and leave a message. Yeah, and it'll uh, route to my phone. Like you could answer it? Yeah. We rarely get calls from it, and when I do, I don't answer it, so don't feel pressure if you want to call us. And you, you can, can leave, leave us a, a voicemail. Yeah. You don't have to worry Talk about to talking to us. I Is this David? I won't answer. I'd be so scared. <laughs> yeah, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> well... For the swear was this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm gonna go hide in David's walls. And I'm gonna eat a giant slab of meat. That's not meat. That's my dick. So chewy. <laughs>